Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Walking Dead, Dead City, is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. I'm sad, it's bittersweet, but we are at home here. The title of the episode, Domasmo, in Croatian, I looked it up, Google wouldn't steer me wrong. We are at home here, and we are ready to talk about everything that happened in the season one finale of Walking Dead, Dead City. And of course, I could not do it. Without my homies, the esteemed I Love the Dead panel here. And starting out, we got a man who never puts a toe over the line. It's podcast dad, Josh Wiggler. How's it going, Josh? Oh, what's up, homie? <laughs> Doma Smo, we're home. But then we have to wait until we get to be allowed back into home. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Turned out, after all, they should have kept the original name because I Love the Dead. I love the dead. I love the dead. It's fantastic. Yeah. And um, Chappelle, I see that you are wearing the hat I got you. Um, it's a, a great souvenir from being kidnapped. Yes, yes. It reminds me of my dad. And I think about the days where he would give me his old bat that was wrapped in barbed wire. And he would just, you know, teach me my first swing. I remember my first swing like it was yesterday. But thank you, Jess. I'm happy to be back. Josh, I'm happy to have you back, Dad. Chappelle, I remember your first swing, too. You, like, were really tepid at first. And then you overdid it on that second swing. Uh, I did. And then I became the problem. I became, you became the, the problem. You were the problem. I had to be you. eliminated. And, yeah. I, and I understand. Look, I appreciate I that you finally it out, figured it and out. And I get it. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I did. It took a while, yeah. but I'm here. Yeah. You got to learn the moderation. Yeah. And then, of course, he may or may not be the real Santa Claus. Here's AJ Mass. Jessica! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's going full Croat. I realize. <laughs> I realize now what I did wrong, and I apologize. It will not happen again. Oh, man. 
I'm so mad that it's going to be like 400 years until Dead City Season 2 because it's going to be so long before we have the Croat back. Can I'm I tell, you, can I tell you how happy, though, I am that the Croat didn't get killed? Uh, yes. like, I know like we often do complain, like, kill someone, but like you know what? We needed a season to establish these people. Kill them next season, right? Like, you know, we need to establish the cast. We need to get to know these people. And God, have I fallen for the Croat. What a nightmare. What a tiny little turd. He's such a great character. And I love him. Oh, my gosh. Happy, and AJ's Josh. Croat impression. I love you. You're happy. I've got one gimmick. Come on. <laughs> well, I, I have a feeling that we are about to go from Dead City to a Walking Dead spinoff series set in France. I feel like that's going to be right in AJ's wheelhouse. He's just going to do impressions of literally everybody in the cast except Daryl Dixon. So the two of you guys need to be working on your Daryl Dixon. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. All right, I, here's my Daryl Dixon. You ready? Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Okay, here it is. <clears throat> Very yep. good. I was like, okay. he was here with me. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been working. Grab the Oh, man. Trade the end to The Walking Dead, Dead City. I think, isn't it fun when we get to come on here and we all enjoyed it? We all loved it. Everyone enjoyed The Walking Dead, Dead City. Turned out the Negan and Maggie show. It was not so long ago, maybe a year ago, when we first just keep kept saying, Maggie, Negan. And yet, the joke's on us, Chappelle. We loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah, you said they should have uh, kept the name I Love the Dead, but they should have definitely kept it Maggie Negan. It should <laughs> be called Maggie Negan. I loved it. I was so happy with the way it ended. You know, with the, if it were to continue, then I look, well, we're all in. If And they never go back to it. I get to complain about them never going back to it because it was so good. So... I have no issue with this. It was fun. Um, I mean, I could complain about all some things, but that's just because I like to complain. Uh, other than that, I, I had a good time here. I, I think that doing this, kind of pitting Maggie and Negan against the same enemy uh, and having them to like kind of share perspective on this is the best way to move forward, really, because I just could not see them making up organically. Uh, but to just be in the same exact situation on the other side of each other where they have no choice but to see it, you know, through each other's eyes, I think that was brilliant. I'm so happy they did it. I, mean, I love that we're now in the in the space where the same things can be used as leverage against both Maggie and Negan. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily put them on the same side ever, but they're both working at the same purpose. And I think it's amazing how well the show has managed to establish, like, we're probably never going to get them doing an epic team up. Like Negan even says, we would have made the most epic team. But I think he knew even as he was saying it, that's never going to happen. Even as you get their purposes closer and closer together, they're still never going to be able to work it out. Yeah, um, yeah, but she's gonna try. She's gonna try and finish this thing. Uh, that's the promise. Leaving this season of Dead City, and we are recording this uh, July twentieth, so a few days early. I believe it's on AMC Plus at this point, point. Uh, and we don't know. We don't have like an official season two is coming, and like even if it is, state of the of the of state of play says it's not coming soon. Right? Uh, we got we got some strikes to resolve first. Um, but I can't wait. I think the setup for season two is great. I think the setup for season two is really, really awesome. You have like Negan in this uh, maybe to become King of New York position. The Croat has been put in the corner with the dunce cap on, but he's still there. So now Negan's got his little toady at his disposal. Maggie kind of wants to like do this for Herschel. She wants to figure it out. And then Herschel needs to go back to get his toe. 
Uh, so like everybody's got some reason to keep this thing up in the air. And it's, I think the setup is really fun. I really wasn't so hyped on the concept heading in to the six episodes of dead city, a lot of walking dead burnout. I think that maybe it was just like y'all had too many characters. The mainline walking dead was just so overstuffed that maybe just like chopping out some of the characters that were really iconic and great and stopping down and focusing in on them was exactly the thing we needed to do and to get them out of their comfort zone. So I've, I really enjoyed it. I thought that the finale was, was very fun. And I just, I'm very happy that like we got like a Maggie Negan knife fight in the finale, like in the other universe where instead we've got like Maggie and Negan hugging and being like, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I know. Like, no, no. It's that she literally, she's like stabbed him in the shoulder. And that's great. That's what we want. This is the stuff that we need. Yeah, this is a will they or won't they where they never can. They never, ever can. And unless the answer is will they or won't they stab each other, in which case they can and they should often. Uh, but I I want to talk a little bit about, I, I I need to talk about the big headline story that was practically buried last week and Chappelle and I talked about this where they do reveal what's going on with Maggie much earlier but it takes them until the beginning of this episode to really spell it out so it's like you get to feel a little bit smart last episode when you're like wait a minute it was because of the grain there is no grain it's all a ruse that's why that's why Ginny is following Negan and it all kind of falls into place but if you didn't catch that they spell it out for you right at the top of the episode. And I want to know how, how do we feel about that kind of storytelling? Like, is it effective or does it feel redundant? I think it's effective in a short series like this, where it's, it, they're not stretching it out just for the purpose of filling a, an episode order. I, I think it's good to go on a weekly basis and, and say, okay, we dropped breadcrumbs for the smart ones. And for those who are a little slower and need a little bit more remedial uh, training, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it in a whole bunch of emotional scenes. It wasn't like just dialogue thrown in just to over explain it. You know, we, we had the, the dual kind of thing of Negan pulling the, uh, the Moulin Rouge on, on Ginny, like, you know, her to, to save her. You, know? yeah. like, you must go. I'm a bad man leave i don't want you anymore come back shane you know like that whole thing um, <laughs> i was gonna say was harry great. and the hendersons but okay it was believable um and then it takes negan a, a longer time to do it like you know a couple more scenes later we're just like wait a second he wasn't going back for the green and you wouldn't have worked with me if you needed to take me here. I'm the bounty. Like that realization of Negan, I think the reveal of that really worked for me because you had all these scenes with the two of them together talking, but not really talking. And, and Negan, Negan finally just puts it all together. And, and, and that's when we get our night fight. Like I just, I love the slow build of the tension throughout the entire episode. It's like you Maggie's the worst yourself... liar ever yeah. though. Maggie's such a yes. bad liar in that She's moment. Bad liar, yeah. <laughs> But she knew it. I like that. I like that she tells the lie, and then she's looking at him like, does he believe this? And he kind of lets her believe that she does. And then they kind of catch each other glancing at each other in a way like, uh, oh, wait, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. I swear. I'm telling the truth. I loved yeah. all of that. 
it's like you can you can feel like you're smarter than Negan or you get to experience that realization at the exact same time he does. It's like win win. Mm-hmm. And even if you're rooting for Maggie in that moment, you're like, Maggie, he sees you. Get, get him. Get him. You know, like, do something. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, even though I don't think there's any world where you're rooting for Maggie in this moment. Am I tripping? Did we switch sides here? Are we rooting for Negan in this moment? Man, I mean, I think that like I feel really, really bad for Maggie. I do. <laughs> I think I think that this I think that this show like did a really effective job of making me feel really bad for her. Uh, because like she's so mad, she's so ang- she's so hell bent on doing whatever it possibly takes to to get Herschel back while being very holier than thou uh, towards Negan. And when she does finally get Herschel, Herschel, like, gosh. This is this is tough. And by the way, I feel like uh, the kid who they have playing teenage Herschel, who hasn't had a lot to do. Logan Kim is the name of the actor. That scene in the car. Terrific. I thought that that was some of the best kid acting we've had on The Walking Dead ever. Uh, I really I really hope that in season two, we're assuming there's a season two. Maybe it's announced already at this point by the time people are listening uh, that I really hope that Herschel has a lot more to do because I thought that there was a lot of potential there with the character uh, in in that scene of like, you never see me. Like, you're just so obsessed with Negan and so obsessed with making sure that I'm okay because the big bad boogeyman's just around the corner and you never pay attention to me. And like, Maggie gets to that place of like, shit, he's right. Oh, man. Like, I'm just like so traumatized. And I think that this season did such a good job of showing, like getting us in Maggie's head and being like, yeah, you would be forever traumatized by that man. Uh, and like, that's so it's it's so it's so much better that they took this honest approach to how this would go. Like Maggie's never going to forgive this guy. But I think I'm a little left confused about what it means when she says I need to finish this thing with Negan and move on it feels like she didn't quite learn the lesson right like I feel like if the lesson here from Herschel is like I want you to see me and forget about Negan where we are left with Maggie by the end of the season is like um well I will forget about Negan but first I gotta like probably I gotta I gotta finish dealing with Negan I don't know if that meant like she needs to go back there and kill him or does she now feel like she owes the debt to Negan so I'm I'm confused. But of course, then she like finds these like papers at the end of the season. She's like, oh, shit, like stuff is stuff is up. And like, I got to go back in Dead City, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like. Yeah, go ahead, Jess. Herschel Herschel says to her, you seem so focused on Negan and getting revenge on him that you've forgotten about me. And all she hears is, you seem so focused on Negan. She's like, yes, I am focused on Negan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn right and on top of that, they did just a great job in terms of, of this, the camera work and, and the storytelling through, through the visuals. is just so amazing. She finishes this thing with, with him in the car, and she's looking at the Statue of Liberty, which was, which was Negan's thing about New York that reminded him of New York as opposed to the Macy's. Uh, How much did Macy's uh, pay, pay for that ad? By the way, you think? Well, I think it was just a. It, it was like they threw it in, and when they paid for the for the parade float. Oh, yeah, are we going to get a Maggie and Negan float as a result of this? There you go. Better. Can we get like a, 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 a? Let's get a float of the Zombie Rat King. That's what I want. The I, yeah. No, it should be a balloon. Yeah, it's a Zombie Rat King balloon or GTFO. Hold yeah. who's that coming down the road now? I believe that's <laughs> Zombie Rat King. Oh, that's a zombie. Oh, and there's another zombie within the zombie. Oh, there's a, oh god, it's a Zombie Rat King. Oh god. Oh, oh no, wait, that's just Al Roker. <laughs> oh. No. Uh, I think. 
I think Maggie just needs yeah. to accept that there's a world where she has to she her and Negan will coexist and it, it will not be about her hunting him. Like she has to accept that. That's what she means when she says finish this. She's like, I'm listen, if my whole life is I have to go kill Negan, then continuing to follow and try to kill Negan, that's never like that's perpetuating the same thing that Herschel was talking about. She needs to come to terms with that's a thing that happened. Negan's alive. And maybe if you can let that go, if you could just re- release yourself from whatever baggage you just feel that this need for revenge that you have, then you can focus on your child and his amazing artwork because clearly he's he has a cry for help. Um, he's got, dear God, did he draw this woman by memory? Maybe yeah. she was uh, like uh, posing like one of, uh, I'm setting AJ up, like one of your French girls. <laughs> draw me. <laughs> Nigan, draw me. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, she seems to intimate that she spent a lot of time with him. So, I mean, he, she could very well easily have posed for for the portrait uh, while she was getting to know <laughs> Dude, him better. Herschel is a badass. Herschel got his toe chopped off. Uh, his toe chopped off. He hasn't complained about it once. He seems fine. He seems totally fine. He's um, funneling it through his music. Like, are you Josh? Interesting acting choice is that when they're doing the Negan Herschel prisoner exchange, he is walking with a, just the slightest notice of a limp. And I just yeah. I love that little like just a little bit of foreshadowing there. Which yeah, is great. and he can't complain because if he complains, then how will he throw shade at his mom? He still has to be a brooding teenager, you know. And so he's like, "God, I don't even want you to know my toe is gone. Gosh, I hate you. Get out of my room." You know, he still has to have that air about him. So he, mm-hmm. it would look very bad if he's like, "And then you didn't even notice my toe was chopped off," which she didn't. And you yeah. would think he, he is saving that for a yeah. really special occasion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, the next time she goes out after Negan, she's gonna come back and he's like, "When were you gonna notice that I'm only have nine toes?" <laughs> it's definitely it's a cry for help there. i my uh like my screen was kind of like it was very dark it was a little hard to see so i had to rewind this scene my first read of it was totally different than what it actually was i thought it was an eyeball in the the thing and so part of me was like but we looked at herschel's face is oh god do they have Glenn's eye after all? <laughs> oh, no. So there's like a part a of me that there's a part of me that thought that they were gonna have like Glenn's pickled eye was going to become a character for season two, but uh I I guess I'm glad that's not what it was. But uh rest in peace, Herschel's toe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it, if you it, want again, a toe, that, I can get you a toe. Mm-hmm. That scene was just so great at the end there to set up a potential, you know, uh, super villain because, you know, yeah, the crowd was never really scary. And like, you know, what's so scary about her other than, you know, the fact that she's a patron of some of the worst plays on Broadway, I'm sure. But (laughs) the fact that she gave the threat to him without actually having to say a word and just slowly let him piece it together. Like, you know, like, oh, I kept a little bit of him behind. Like, and then... The even more menacing thing of, and now I am going to spell it out for you, just so there's no mistake here that I have the upper hand. They did it again. They did it the second Mm -hmm. time. It's like, they show you the toe, and you can be like, oh, oh. And then she kind of explains a little more, oh. And by the end of that scene, everybody knows what's going on, but they all realized it at different times. It's it's just like a little mini microcosm of what we saw at the top of the episode. I have a question. Um... Is is the implication, is this a possible read or is this the read that 
Herschel, despite the fact that they took one of his toes, likes this lady. Uh, that like, is there is there a version of this scene where Herschel like was he like was there like is there some sort of Stockholm syndrome thing that happened here? Is that part of the concern heading into a second season? That was on my mind a little bit when he was like, I was I was happier there. I wasn't so worried all the time. And then there's all of these illustrations to your point, Chappelle. So I was like, I was kind of wondering, is this like, is this, is he being turned? Is he kind of being like turned towards the, the Island supremacy uh, plan here? He finally needed, a, he finally got a mom that cared about him. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like, yeah, she took his toe, but at least she knew he had toes. You well, know, depending on how she, how she framed that to him, it could have yeah. been something like Chappelle, like, oh, I'm going to miss you so much, Herschel. I just People wish I had something to remember you by. There's a little piece of something to hold Every on to. time you go Stop away. It. You tow away. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is uh, Herschel going to yeah. tow the line? Yeah. Is he going to be. Uh, was, was the her- toe willingly given? That's my question. Yeah. What? <laughs> she groomed him so thoroughly. Yes. She's so good. He willingly cut off his own toe and gave it to her as a present. It's very big Lebowski of him. I it feel is like. very big. You know, yeah. she wanted a toe and he got her a toe. Well, at least they didn't come tomorrow to cut off his Johnson. So uh, we'll take that. I think that that's better. I think that's better. I mean, that's we got to save something for season two. Josh. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. The nihilists are coming. They are. They are. It's so dark. It's so dark to imagine a world where she has groomed this man so well, this kid so well, that he might be more loyal to her than to Maggie. And what does that look like? What What do we do when Herschel ultimately goes and joins the other side? Because that was the one person who ever cared about him and his artwork and his guitar, you know, and his guitar yeah. playing, his music. He's just like, Mom, you never cared about me. Like, how do you win Herschel back once he's the, vil- the villain? Because we know Negan won't kill him. Maggie sure as hell won't kill him. So who's going to stop Herschel? If well, is the next up. Notably in the Walking Dead comic books, uh, I guess spoilers for the comic books, the ending of the Walking Dead comic books are very different from the Walking Dead TV show for a lot of different reasons. Um, but there is like this big flash forward far into the future and Herschel's grown up and Herschel's kind of a dick. Like Herschel, unfortunately, is like sort of like this entitled brat who gets into some trouble and Carl gets into some trouble and they don't really like each other. And like that version of Herschel is like seething with a lot of pent up rage of like, uh, Carl, your father's the hero. Everyone remembers him. Like nobody talks about my dad. Like nobody talks about any of that. And like I've had like you like uh, like you, you've got everything you want. and I've got nothing. Uh, and so, like, there's like a there's a little bit of uh, at least precedent there that as Herschel progresses, he could be a bit of a darker character. I wouldn't lock that in as a bet because so much is different between these two different forms of the story. But I think that there's something there that if they wanted to explore a little bit more of a darker Herschel, I think that they I think that they could do it. Yeah, I mean, they certainly are setting up a situation where Maggie could have to make some sort of Sophie's choice between Herschel and Ginny down the road. Um, and, or, you know, that Herschel would just expect her to pick, you know, Ginny over him. And, and somehow that could force him to go back to Doma. You're speaking my language anytime we get into like good son territory. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
but AJ, raise the stakes. Maybe she has to choose between saving uh, Herschel and killing Negan. You know, maybe this is the big release, right? It's like you got you have to pick me. Choose me over this this vendetta that you have. Um, because if I'm going this way and Negan's that way, and you follow Negan, then yeah, this is over. You know, and so uh, I think there's some there's some stuff there. I like this. This they did so well in six episodes. They did really really well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. So I want to ask a bit about the idea of Negan being uh, this highly sought after. He is the one. Negan is Neogen at this point in time. He is going to be the savior of New York City. He's the one to unite the tribes. He's going to be able to fold in Harlem for Pete's sake. Negan, (laughs) Negan, the hero of Harlem, coming to your your screens fall 2024, maybe, hopefully. Uh, So does does this track at all for you, Jess, that Negan ends up being the guy who, like, they're, they're going through all this trouble to find this guy so that they can just have, like, a showboat who's going to be able to unite the, the city? You know, honestly, I feel like the whoever, whatever guy they talked to who gave him the download on what Negan was like, like, it was the Croat, and then there was the other guy they found walking on the street. Um <laughs> Yeah, just some random dude walking down the street just talking about the, the widow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we found some guy who used to live with you, he said you were really cool and we thought you could come here and unite the five families. But you know what? They're missing a big chunk of this story, which is that Rick Grimes handed his ass to him after Eugene, of all people, managed to pull the biggest long con in Walking Dead history. It's like... Everybody else in North America is looking for Rick Grimes at this point. It sure feels like if they need a savior, the literal savior is probably like they should all be on Team Michonne looking for Rick Grimes, but then we wouldn't have an extra show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. That's I mean, you know, it's all these actors around and, you know, she put out the ad in backstage looking for a cast uh, 
president of New York, and they couldn't find anybody locally, so you know, they had to bring someone in from out of town. I mean, it happens. Yeah, that being said, uh, you know, Negan's going to have to be there for 10 years, I think, before he is eligible to be the king of New York. I believe that's the unspoken rule, that if you are not from New York, you got to live in New York for 10 years before you're mm -hmm. a true New Yorker. So are we looking at like a decade time jump for season two? I'm here for that. That's fine. I mean, I don't oh, yeah, know. Let's recast Herschel again. Sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> recast. Gray in his hair. You know? yeah, but at that point, you get Stephen Yoon to come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it could potentially be 10 years before we get season two. So, yeah, <laughs> we, we don't really know. There is that. Yeah. Yes. yeah. If, but if Negan sits on the Iron Throne, wouldn't that give it, like, given that, like, hierarchy, right? With Negan being, like, the person who is the big bad at that point, he is the one who's, he is the king. Jess, you already called it out. The, the person who toppled the king last was, was Rick. And we've all been waiting on the return of Rick. We've gotten hints that Rick is coming back. Maybe you have Rick versus Negan in the final act, whenever that is 50 years from now. Well, I think the thing you're missing here, Negan does not want to be in charge. Yes, that part. He's really like, <laughs> Negan versus Rick, you know how that's going to go? Rick's going to walk up, he's going to be like, I've been waiting a long time for this, Negan. And Negan's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Kept your seat warm for you. Peace. And he's going to leave. That's how that's going to go, because Negan is having none of this. Like, he's going to do what he has to do to survive, but at every turn, like the overarching theme of Negan in Dead City is people are forcing him to be old Negan and he does not want to be old Negan. But every time he steps back into the Negan suit, he gets a little bit further in the video game of Dead City. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there is a world where like, Clearly, I mean, like they couldn't have, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm, it's not an insult. Like it's I, actually, I thought it was kind of clever to like do the like, I'm a gin guy. Like, you know, like you're forcing this on me. Like, I don't want that. Like, I want my stuff. Like, I've not, I'm not interested in this plan, but he will go deeper into it, obviously for self-preservation. And like, there's this threat that's looming over his head. So I appreciate that. Like, um, again, what's her name? The lady Dama, Dama. the Dama, Dama initiative. Yes. Uh, that, that she's like she's recruiting him into the Dom initiative, but he doesn't want to put on the jumpsuit. Like he doesn't want anything to do with this. But so she's like, okay, well then I have Herschel's toe and I'll get the rest. So like, could you do this? So she, I, I appreciate that she's no dummy and she's like, I'm not just like Adama. taking you at face value. Like she's no maybe, dummy. She's no dummy. She's no dummy. <laughs> uh, so like you know maybe she's like you know I, I I feel like you might your heart might not be into it. So I hope your heart gets into it. But in case it doesn't, this is the thing. Um, I feel like. I do feel like there's a world where Negan finds his way towards like authentically feeling like, I guess I am the guy for this. You know, like I do think that there is a path to taking Negan to being like, I do know how to run some of this shit and I have ideas for how I would do it differently than the last time. But also some of the way that I did it the last time was necessary to protect the stuff. So like, I think that we could arc towards Negan becoming like, sanctuary king again and we now have a better understanding of the path that would take him to a place like that and the tension then would become that like you know negan we kind of like trust to a certain extent negan like doing to to your point like the like the like the getaway like uh you know the harry and the henderson's thing like you know shoo go you know to Ginny. like there's a lot that's been, like it's not him being cruel it's him trying to save her life like negan's 
Negan's kind of great. Negan's kind of yeah. great. Negan's kind of like a decent dude underneath a lot of the horrible, horrible stuff in the context of an apocalypse. Uh, Good to and, see you, kid. I mean, that, just, just even that it, in passing. I mean, it's he's such a gym teacher. He really it's like is. He's a Very sadist much. on the surface, but deep down, he really enjoys kids. Yeah, so I think that um, like he could he could end up in that spot, and like we could feel somewhat comfortable with that. The problem is, so many other characters in the Walking Dead universe don't have this context, and indeed have every reason in the world to be like very deeply terrified and triggered and re-traumatized seeing him in a position like that, which would make it really interesting uh, if even if it just ended up being just Maggie, right? Like if we're just locking into this and we're not trying to end game this, which would be fine, you know, and we're not going to have like Daryl stop in New York when he's done, you know, having baguettes. Uh, so like, I, I feel like the, the tension is, is really there because Maggie probably would not be able to be here for it. And we kind of would be, but like, we don't want Maggie to die either. She's Glenn's widow. She's Herschel's mom. Like we've got history with her too. So I think that they've, Really, uh, you, we were talking before about are we root, how are we rooting for Maggie when we're clearly rooting for Negan, and I like I still do feel for for Maggie, and I think that this season against the odds, in my opinion, really like very deftly handled like all of that emotional complexity of like what this situation might actually be like. Um, yeah, it was really good. I thought I, I I really did like it quite a bit. I thought it was really good. I think the setup is really really strong for a second season. And on top of that, setting up the uh, the outside enemy, you know, not just the the enemy, the big bad. And, and first, let me say, what a great refreshing thing when we go from Croat to Dama, and we actually do feel like this is an elevation of threat mm-hmm. as opposed to Hornsby to Pamela. Whereas, yeah, like yeah. You know, Alpha she, to Beta, she, yeah, when she, <laughs> yeah. When you, she immediately is like, oh, thank goodness you're real. I thought it was just another one of his psychosis. He's he's a, he's a he's a loony bird, you know, like great, great, awesome job. But they also set up this outside force of like you know the. the Marshall Smash goes back home and they're instantly his people are like, oh, so they have methane, huh? I guess we better right. go to New York and steal it. You know, like, yeah, great, great job of just naturally building that into the storyline. Yeah. yeah here's I, a new bad guy. Right. Right. And I, I think also, like, here's some new stakes. Here is like this idea of like, uh, I mean, it's not, um, you know, zombie powered wind propellers, unfortunately, Jess, but like we do have a natural resource now, like this disgusting natural resource. But this thing that's going to be very, very powerful, that is worth guarding for the people who possess it or worth taking for the people who could use it. Uh, and it's the, the times are scary. The times are awful and people are going to do what they got to do to protect themselves and their own. And so I think the stakes of that are, are really high. So yeah, I, I agree with that AJ. I love that there is this third faction too. Uh, and like this third faction is the one that like we're the least emotionally connected to. So it's like, all right, well, if everyone can get it on the same page and like take care of them, like that'll be probably fine. But like, I think the arms race for the methane is going to be an interesting thing that we could explore. Moving Although forward. at least they're trying to give us an emotional end by having, you know, smash sitting there. And, I like, like him. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you know, just, just the very, again, very, there was no overt threat given there. It's like, uh, you know, by the way, while you were gone, we took, we took care of your daughters. Those are the names, right? Your daughters, the people you care mm-hmm. about. So tell us the story again. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love the parallel between that scene and the yes. scene with Dama, like the yes. way it's just sort of slipped in there. Mm-hmm. And it, really explains why he's been, it explains why he's been an asshole all season. We're like, yeah. Negan, keep saving you. Leave him alone. Let him go. He's like, I can't because they have my kids. 
And he never told us that, you know. So we're like, I'm like, oh, he's Negan too. We're all Negan. That's we're all Negan. Negan. We're all we are Negan. Negan. That's nuts. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I, I I'm my mind is blown. By the end of this, Maggie will realize she is Negan. She's Negan. Well, Hamperface was Negan at the end. I mean, <laughs> I, I, okay, Negan. that's gonna haunt my dreams. I hate that shot. <laughs> we could oh, take her face off. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, was, it was like straight up the face-off poster. It was crazy. Oh, Their faces lined up really well, but, but I, it was. I, I do. Well. The only thing that I wish is that like the showrunner could have like uh, like piped in some voiceover, being like, because like you get it right, like they're the same. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, in case you missed it, yeah, but it was it was a fun visual. It was a fun visual to go like Harvey Two Face on Negan and Maggie was uh, was a was a, a a really surreal image. But uh, I I did think you know. Is it a little corny? Sure. At the end of the day, this still has to be a Walking Dead show. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not aiming yes. for, like, high prestige. This is on AMC, but it ain't freaking bad. You know, we're not looking for that. We it, we got get me my tub of popcorn, and I'm leaning in on Dead City. And if you're doing incredibly interesting emotional complexity uh, material as well, like, Dayenu, this is incredible. Like, this and is the you're, stuff. You're going to close on a, on a shot that is basically the comic book cover. Yeah, right. It's exactly. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, 100%. And, so, like, I felt fired up. I was like, this is weird, <laughs> weird and wild, but, like, all right, let's 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 keep doing this thing. It's comic mm-hmm. booky. Yeah. And these, these are the writers you let go on strike. Not those crackheads from Fear of the Walking Dead, but these are the ones? <laughs> they, yeah. These? <laughs> Really? Wow. Like, honestly, yeah. Fear the Walking Dead can stay on strike forever if you ask. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It, it just shows the difference between the two shows is that this show, this episode started with a flare in the air and which got, of course, you know, Negan's attention and it reunited the group. And then slowly but surely they said, you know, we shot that flare in the air. We probably should get out of here because it might attract the dead. Yeah. As opposed to fear, where they shoot a flare in the air, and all of a sudden, a hundred walkers are, are, are surrounding Morgan's train car <laughs> in like 0.2 seconds. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's not how it works. This is how it works. Yeah, and it worked. It worked. It worked. I, I have some notes on the setting, though, because one of the things that's that one of the through lines, one of the things that's really bothering me about Dead City this season is. I, I mean, I'm a New Yorker. If you're going to have a show about New York, you've got to either lather it up with some New York in-jokes, of which there were a couple of good ones, or you've got to lean in hard to the scenery. And this last one, I felt like every time they roll up on some destroyed building, it just looked like New Jersey. I couldn't take my head off it. Like, it it looked like New Jersey. It didn't look like it was just like, ooh, look, random abandoned warehouse. Right. How much cooler would that have been if it had been an actual place? Yeah. Like, well, it's it's very telling that they they try to locate so much of the action mm-hmm. in like the Battery Park area because from where they're shooting in Jersey Jersey City, like they can like look out at that stuff. So like you got authentic backdrop. Uh, you know, and so like you can kind of like feed it in that way. I mean, obviously, perfect world. This is a much more New York show. Um, mm-hmm. Budget is going to be a concern. 
hopefully some of this stuff gets like, you know, sorted out and there's some positives on the other side of uh, resolving the strikes that are going on right now. But I wouldn't hold my breath to be totally honest on, on that. And I think that maybe some of the scale, uh, the New Yorkiness in terms of the scale, I think we're, you know, we're well past a decade into this franchise at this point. I don't think they're trotting out the money for, for that where I do think that they could, uh, where they can address this is, I think some of these characters could be a little New Yorkier, you know, like I yeah. think that they could bring in some more New York characters. Uh, like I do feel like I know I'm being a very snobby New Yorker right now. I'll feel like a bunch of transplants, you know, like I want to, yeah. I want daggers, you know, like I want to see, some, <laughs> I want to see like a, like some real, like Italian Brooklynites, you know, like I want to, yeah. I want to like see like real New York. Uh, like I would, and I think that that is a way that you can do it without having to like blow the budget on, um, you know, like they're not going to get the permits to shut down fifth Avenue, you know, like walking Dead doesn't have that clout anymore but they can have characters that are a lot more evocative of, of the city. And I, I would really like to see that in season two. I do think it's an area they can improve and they can do it creatively. So I hope that they that don't is. need, they don't need to get the, like, they don't need to go shut down the Bethesda fountain and have like a giant, like go shut down the Highlander bridge and have a big battle there. They can do what they did with the Croat having Madison square garden, like give us a CGI establishing shot and then bring us in there. Right, but don't right. just like generic warehouse 500 and we're going to go in there and have a generic fight in the generic warehouse. Like call it the High Line, or, you know, show an exterior of a real New York building and then go to your soundstage. I mean, or how much cooler would it have been if Dama's headquarters were in like Lincoln Center? That would be, <laughs> yeah. it's a real or easy Broadway thing theater. to fix. Yeah. They put, put her in the Winter Garden, that would have been funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look, I'm a Texan, so I don't hear none of y'all. Because <laughs> I sat a whole season of television, two damn near two seasons of television <laughs> in Texas, and I didn't see a damn thing from Texas except for dirt and tree, <laughs> maybe some water. I mean, I will at least give them credit for this, is that, you know, even though they, you know, walked through the entire sewer system and went up and around and walked all over the place and zigzagged and everything, at least when Maggie and Deegan were having their talk, they were in this building that, they're spying on Madison Square Garden to find the Croat. And yes, Macy's is a block away. So I, I, I bought at least that they could see Macy's and Madison Square Garden from the same building. At least, thankfully, they didn't, they didn't pull that one out. Macy's, I wish I, I wish I could go. It's nowhere around here, though. Like, they didn't do that. <laughs> I have a tiny complaint about the, the scenery as well. As not knowing anything about the New York stuff, I can't complain about that. But that fight scene with uh, with Maggie and Negan up above the moat of like uh, of walkers and stuff like that, just just lower them down just a little bit. Just give me more. <laughs> you know, I just, I just I when I was watching, I was like, man, this looks really cool. But wouldn't it be cooler if they were just like a little bit closer to the walkers? I don't know. I don't know why that stuck with me because I just I got, I thought it was such a dope scene. The camera angle that they had, the fight was whack. I'm sorry, it was. You know, it was mm -hmm. like two seconds, and then she gets kicked off the thing, and it's like, oh, you got me. But. I really thought they had a they had a moment right there. That's like a big bad villain. Like that's when you take them down right there. And I just felt like they could have just given me a little bit longer of a scene in that moment. That's my little nitpick. Yeah, Maggie doing the stunt woman fall onto the conveniently <laughs> placed mattress. So soft. Like they didn't even try to hide that that was a stunt. <laughs> yeah, and she just gets right back up. It was like you just fell like at least 
at least eight feet at, at minimum. You know, you should be winded. No, she's fine. That's Maggie. She's dope. <laughs> she gets knocked down. She gets up again. Oh, man. I can't be tub thumping. <laughs> I, my question, though, y'all talked about having some unique, uh, well, some uh, authentic New Yorkers here, right? Because these were these were transplants. These were the, the tourists mm-hmm. that just got stuck the here. Tourists. Um, yeah. When we go to France, <laughs> how many fr- <laughs> are we just going to be in like an uh, American military base in France? Or, are we going to actually get French accents? Like, is AJ going to be able to do his thing or not? That's all I think AJ's definitely going to be able to do his oh, thing. I want to do my thing regardless. Yeah. But, One but French person. <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you the first, it would be hysterical to me if the first person Daryl meets is a mime. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If there isn't a zombie mime, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Wait! Oh no, not a zombie. So you took it one step further. I was just thinking a mime person. Oh, like, there isn't like a zombie Diddy. mime. I'm gonna freak out. I, I that was the thing I needed, but I did. Yeah. Definitely did. <laughs> oh man, in full mime regalia. The one I, zombie that doesn't drown. It's it's a zombie, but it's stuck in a box, but you yeah. can't see it. Yeah. Or, or- or that there's there's got to be graffiti on the sign that says Champs Elysees that just Chomps Elysees. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now I want a T-shirt of that now. Yes. Dar- can you sell that Dar- in the merch store, Josh? Yeah, we could look into it. the The Daryl Show is definitely going to um, have uh, French characters, and I think uh, a lot of French actors, I believe, are involved in the thing. Um, mm. And it's, you know, it is shot overseas, but how much of it will be recognizably France and Paris is, I, I think, a, a fair question. Uh, if if Dead City is any indication, I don't think we should expect the Louvre. Mm. Well, <laughs> no. we'll get like one monument. I Louvre the dead. Yeah. I Louvre the dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call it forever now. So I was just going to call it Redis in Paris, but this works too, you know, I, this, this works. I, I love the dead. Josh is so good. <laughs> I feel good about that yeah. one. Yeah, he's that's the pro. A good mm. Great season. Great season. Very fun when we like the show. Really like it when we like the show and the show is doing the things that are good. You know, and this was, you know, we're, we get mad at the show when the show is bad. And I think we try to keep it real. Uh, and we, we really enjoyed this one. Uh, Jess, you and I got a, got a tweet earlier today of like, you come on here and you bag on dead cities. Like, no way. Absolutely not. No chance. Somebody lied. Somebody no. lied. No yeah. way. This was so much fun. It was so much fun. And I'm, I'm, I look forward to seeing, like, I do, like, I feel invested in Armstrong as a character. And, like, I think, like, now after a season, he can be, uh, he can, like, he really can guide us through uh, the that storyline uh, and, like, be our person. And, like, I feel like I know that guy a bit more now. Uh, Negan kind of like upended his worldview a bit. So he's got a lot that he's chewing on and thinking about, Um, you know, Maggie and Herschel. I hope that the two of them could like actually spend some time together in a second season and get more of a spotlight on Herschel. The the deck is set for that. Um, I don't know what we would do with Ginny moving forward. I think maybe I don't know. I don't see much of a path for Ginny to kind of authentically get back into this. Mm hmm. I mean, she'll tag along whether we yeah. want her to or not. But I, I, I have to say, one of my favorite moments is when she started to talk, and he goes like, "No, you do not do this in episode six. After all this time, you do not get dialogue now." Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, you want to be annoyed in that moment, and like, Nika, she has something important that she's going to tell you about Maggie. But then you're also like, "But he's right." 
How dare you? How dare you, Jenny? <laughs> Shut yeah, your how ass. How very up. dare you? <laughs> yeah, I've been not struggling. Mad at that. Yeah. I've been struggling with how to try to not try to convince everybody to come back to The Walking Dead because no one listened to me. I'm like, hey, you really have to watch like you have to watch I Love the Dead. You have to watch Dead City. It's a, it's a, I'm telling you, it's Maggie and Ian. Everybody's like, I've been out of The Walking Dead for so long. I'm like, yeah, but now, now is the time to come back, and nobody cares. What do you I'm, need to I'm, know? There's not much. Um, if you if you made it as far as Negan killed Glenn, you're pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, Negan got busted. Negan got uh thrown in jail. Maggie was mad at him forever. Maggie had had Glenn's kid. Time passed, and now we're in Dead City. Like, what What do you really need to know? I think if you made it through the season seven premiere, you're good. You're good. I think that you could watch it. And I honestly think that you could probably just watch it if you hadn't watched The Walking Dead. You'd be scratching your head a bit about some of the references for sure. Uh, and I think, like, some of, like, how they backfill, uh, like, some of the stories that we – um, that we watch, but other people who would just be entering Dead City for the first time wouldn't have seen as like a little clunky, but not overly so. So, I mean, I but I do think it's I do think it's a hard sell. I think that I do think that Dead City has done well for AMC. It seems like uh, so. Like I do think that like AMC has seen success here in The Walking Dead for the first time in a minute. It feels like uh, like as far as like what their expectations are with it. And I just hope that they are learning the right lessons from it. Like, invest in those storytelling, invest in the writing, keep it tight, focus. Uh, like, these are all like, be, you know, witty dialogue, great actors, um, you know, like really lean into all of that stuff. And it like, reinvest in like your zombies too. like make them scare you when they do pop. The rat zombie king was horrifying. That was disgusting. It was so, so gross. Yeah, um, top 10 grossest things on Walking Dead. Yeah, and that's really impressive. But it is, you know, we're in 2023, you know, uh, it's 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 hard to tell people that like it's 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 not it's not quite as uh one to one as like convincing somebody like to watch Survivor now or something like that cuz like Survivor is much more like sports and like you really could just hop in. Uh but you mm. would get I think a little bit of that same reaction of is that show still on? You know, when you tell people about mm -hmm. Walking Dead. So, like, I think it's a hard sell. Um, but I do think that the people who would take the dive into something like Dead City, I do think they'd be rewarded for it if they like this kind of stuff to begin with. Yeah, and, and just I want to just give props to Eli Journey for just doing such an amazing job uh, of writing and producing and getting this thing in a direction that, that we're enjoying so much. You know, we're, we're in the midst of the writer's strike and all that and can't do this without the writers and... Yeah, you and the can. actors too. And the, the actors, actors too. too. Don't you digitally reproduce those walkers? They deserve their like a hundred dollars a day or more, or whatever it is. You can't just like pay them a hundred dollars once and turn them into zombies forever. We'll know. We'll know. Yeah, that's, that's like, like that's like being in the we, audience we, on the mass Singer. We <laughs> they, they reuse those shots over and over and over again. We will know on like a gut level, uh, like mm -hmm. we will know what's going on because we are now paying attention culturally and we will just, you will feel it. You feel the difference. You feel the difference when they care. Uh, so just be, be good people and care and like treat your people right. Uh, this should not be that hard. This should not be that hard, but of course it's this hard. I mean, I, I think the best thing we can do is embrace 
the good work being done here and spread the word about it and get people to consume it. And I think it underscores the importance of all of the good work done here. And it's like, you're never going to get an AI to do that. Now you might be able to get an AI to improve on fear the walking dead. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I think dead city definitely, we don't want any of that. Uh, Yeah. No, no sign as of this recording of a return for fear. Uh, So we don't know when that's going to happen. I do think it's all in the can uh, as far as having been filmed, but I don't know if they've put it all together and I don't, I don't know that Is they're allowed somewhere with a key <laughs> alongside a toe. Like, yeah. They're, they're going to threaten to open it. At yeah. Any time. We can go back for more. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. It's <laughs> all right. You, yeah, you can yeah. leave us stranded, but it'll be, it'll be a minute before we do get more walking dead. It would seem, um, but we at least have a date for Daryl Dixon, September 10th. So, you know, that we will be back for that. I did just as, to bring it in off uh, off pod, I pitched the room. It says, "Should we do Road to Daryl Dixon? Should we finally watch some Ride with Redis?" And Jess, what did you say in response to that? I said, "I will straight up Negan you. I will Lucille you. That's what I said. <laughs> Lucille you. Lucille I will straight you. up Lucille you." So I don't think we're going to be doing the Ride with Redis marathon as much as I would love to do it, but uh, we'll for sure be back for Daryl Dixon, and I I hope that it's. If, if it's like three quarters as good as Dead City, I will consider it a win. You know, uh, half as good. I think it's like it's the Daryl Dixon show. You got to do better than half as good, but three quarters as good as Dead City. And I will think that that's pretty good. I mean, we're, we're putting a lot of weight on the shoulders of a character that doesn't talk much. So yeah. I, I feel like this show is going to live and die by who else is on it and what else they're doing. Yeah, but I'd be like, there's a lot of like the like the like the Clint Eastwood classic Western thing like that they can be doing with with Daryl as a character. But to your point, yeah, like it, it is really so much about like who is he around and what are the circumstances there that's gonna that's gonna drive this thing. Just don't how bring is he back Paris? Leah. Yeah, how is he no. getting to Paris? Is that how swimming. is he getting to Paris? How I need. I, I, they have to sell me on this man getting to Paris I can't in a wait. zombie apocalypse. I just that's. If they can get me past that, I promise I'll be quiet. I just I'll, I'll chill. Methane plane. Stop it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, invitation to the Sorbonne. <laughs> I I don't need th- I just need to know. That we, we talk about it like it's normal that this man has just crossed the ocean <laughs> in a zombie apocalypse. It's not normal. Y'all <laughs> need to fix it. I need to know. Just somebody tell me and I'll be okay. Yeah. I hope that they really string us along for a while and we don't know. So uh, I do not want to know in season one. I yeah. do not want to know in season one. What is wrong one. with y'all? Yeah. I, I don't. I, I just, I, if the show is good, I don't want to know in season one. And if the show is good in season two, if there's a season two, I never want to know. Daryl Dixon is going to uh, have total memory loss when we meet him for sure, yes. right? Like he's not going to remember any of this stuff. He's washed ashore. He has no idea how he got there. <laughs> we know, but he doesn't. So all of that baggage from the past is not going to matter because he's not going to be oh. thinking about it. Does he not even know his name is Daryl and they start calling him something else? I'm about to walk out. Lucille me. Uh, Lucille me. <laughs> Jess, hit yeah. me with the bat. I'm getting the bat. We call him myself. but we know not what this stranger is. He's <laughs> Etranger. I love it. I love it. I don't want. I don't want to know. I don't want to. I, I don't want to know if Daryl. If Daryl doesn't know, I don't want to know. 
but I can't wait. I can't wait. I think uh, some Walking Dead enthusiasm. Who knew? Who knew? But I got but it. He also he also has to encounter a new pet named Shein. No. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bingo card for Walking Dead Daryl Dixon. I will share it with you. Oh yeah, we got play that on the pod. That'll be fine. Can't wait. All right, that's Dead City, huh? Yeah, that's Dead Dead City. City. Great, great experiment. You did it. Wow. Who knew? Experiment finally worked. Yeah, good stuff. Clock is right twice. Love that. Love that. (laughs) So I guess this brings us to the end of our program. Is there anything else we want to say about Dead City before we before we sail off into the methane plane? R.I.P. Tommaso. I didn't get a chance to uh, weigh in on dumb Tommaso. <laughs> Stupid. Dumbasso. Yeah. <laughs> it's Damaso. What, what a loser. <laughs> Yeah, he's he was stupid, but uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing more for me. I think I think we got into it. Uh, great work from Lauren Cohan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the whole cast. Jelko Ivanek, a champ. You know, the Croat, oh. being, the Croat, really just being fully ID'd as like a guy that no one is taking all that seriously. <laughs> Good. But yeah, I've realized finally rewatching this finale episode, I realized that he's giving Noho Hank. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Noho Hank meets me, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's got like big Smee energy. Yeah. Uh, and I love it. I love it. I think a, a season two Croat is a, is a character I am intensely excited about. Uh, you know, but the, I think like uh, the season two dynamic potentially of like Maggie and Herschel, they got back together. Let's see them together. Negan and the Croat, they got back together. Let's see those characters together a lot. Like, I feel like some great work can be done uh, with the character stuff moving in. Yeah, I can't wait for those scenes where Negan doesn't say a word and the Croat just instantly comes up with an entire plan uh, (laughs) on how to, uh, you know, rebel against Dama at some point. And Negan doesn't have to say a word because it's just all just, yeah, uh uh uh-huh, yeah, mm, good, yeah, go for it. rehabilitate the croat you cowards let's see it let's see turn the croat into a good guy turn. yeah uh-huh. i know exactly what you want me to do naked you don't even have to say what i just do it you know i'll be right back get it done got you boss you great that was very noho hank mm-hmm. was okay that problematic puppet yeah it was noho hank plus me plus triumph <laughs> All right, so AJ Mass, apart from your burgeoning library of impressions, what else is going on in your world? Uh, well, you know, we still have the felonious pundits coming up every week. Uh, our Criminal Minds rewatch that I'm doing. I, I'm a longtime watcher. Kintaz uh, Fensgard, my partner in crime, uh, is, is seeing these episodes for the first time. So you can catch that podcast, Felonious Pundits, whenever you want to download. Uh, a, a crime procedural, uh, a, a, a complete and utter nonsense, and a lot of Shamar Moore mugging the camera. That sounds amazing. Squatch, what? I love it. Chappelle, what's going on with you? Uh, okay, I'm still talking about Netflix shows on Rob Has a Podcast on Nothing But Netflix. What are you guys talking about this week? They clone Tyrone. Uh, oh, the, 
Yeah, the Netflix has been teasing that this movie would come out since last October, and now it's finally a thing. And so we're going to talk about it this week with our guest Aaron Robertson, and so that should be a great time. Check that out. On you watch it yet? Uh, I, I think it doesn't isn't released until Friday, and today Got is it. Thursday okay. where we're recording. So uh, not yet, but when it's released, I will be very excited to watch it and talk about it this weekend. So check that out. Um, I was the guest on the most recent um, recap of below deck with sasha and rob they talk about below deck on bravo and so they just finished off season one of well of whatever this season of below deck was i think it's below deck uh but beyond below deck something like that i don't know anyway the point is that the next season of below deck has started below deck uh down under and i will be stepping in for rob as the co-host for sasha and so we will be covering the next season of below deck um and then probably further iterations of below deck so you can check me out on the rob has a podcast bravo feed now uh where because that will be home uh sasha and i are still covering never have i ever on silent podcast we're about halfway through our the final season of never have i ever so you can check that out uh as well and then i joined uh kirsten and Brian Scally over on the Hot Dummies on an Island podcast feed uh, to talk about Love Island. Uh, the most recent season of Love Island is in full swing. They're doing like five or six episodes a week. And so I was on the premiere. That was a good time. But I do not envy those people to have to talk about that show that much. So you can check that all out in those various locations. That's that's so much, Chappelle. It's I so have much. nothing else going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That can't be true. That can't be true. Not this it. <laughs> so, Josh Wiggler, what what else do you have going on? Uh, well, listen, uh, there's there's some great TV that's out there that we should be talking about uh, right now. And one of those shows is the return of a beloved television series of, of mine, uh, the return of Justified. Uh, Justified City Primeval. It's the limited series revival of Justified. It's just Timothy Oliphant back as Raylan Givens. They have not brought back the rest of the cast, but it turns out that all you need is Raylan. Uh, Justified City Primeval rules. Very, very fun. Talk about a show that much like Dead City, we're talking about, like, could you just plop somebody into Dead City without having watched Walking Dead? I do think that you probably can with, like, a quick conversation up front first. I don't even know that you need the conversation for Justified City Primeval. I think that you could probably hop in and figure out what's going on. Um, basic premise, Raylan Givens is, like, a cowboy who was born in the wrong time. He's a, he's a, a federal marshal. He's a U.S. marshal hunting down fugitives. He gets roped into some crimes that are happening in Detroit that he has to help bust and lots of shenanigans ensue. Uh, really good crime show. Uh, Antonio Mazzaro and I are podcasting about that, having previously, once upon a long time ago, podcasting about the final season of Justified. Turns out that was not the final season of Justified. So we're doing City Primeval. Check it out. PosherRecaps.com slash Justified. that RSS link if you want to search by URL, or just look up Justified Posher Recaps. And the other thing I'll shout out, of course, is uh, Down the Hatch. We're having so much fun. We have left Lost behind and not a moment too soon. And we are up in the stars with Battlestar Galactica. Mike Bloom has never seen BSG before, so this is a spoiler-free podcast. Uh, very safe to listen to if you are watching Battlestar Galactica for the first time. If you're not so sure that you want to watch a show called Battlestar Galactica, I understand Maybe give it a shot. Uh, check out the mini series wherever you can find it. It was unfortunately recently pulled from Peacock, so good luck finding it. But if you do find it, I think you're going to really enjoy the show. It's very deep, dense, great character work. And Mike Bloom and I are just ruining all of that character work by like making un- unbelievably absurd jokes uh, on Down the Hatch. But it's like the good old days of those original Lost recaps. So he and I are having a ton of fun. So two things that I'm doing right now that I'll shout out. 
Uh, of course, just shout out all the programming that's happening here on Post Show Recap. So many people are covering so many shows and doing such a great job. Make sure you subscribe. Main feed, you'll get everything. If you want to support us directly, of course, we always appreciate that. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. Whatever you can do. If that's nothing, all good. You're listening to the podcast, and that is more than enough. So thank you all for listening always. We appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, and one other show on Post Show Recaps I might shout out. Speaking of Mike Bloom, he and I are talking about Star Trek Strange New Worlds every week. It's fun stuff. Um, it's a great show. Again, it's like one of these things, like Dead City should not work on paper. Absolutely does work in practice. Um, we're having a good time recapping that. And then over on Rob's podcast, you can find me talking Amazing Race Canada with Dan Heaton every week. And also with Rob Sesternino and Mike Bloom, we are talking Tough as Nails. Uh, we got one more week of that. And then, of course, um, our number one Tough as Nails podcast stand, Phil Kogan, <laughs> dropped by the studio this week to correct us on several points we had made over the course of the season regarding his magnum opus. So we were happy to have a chance to talk to Phil and, you know, get roasted by him a little bit. Um so it's all good stuff. Uh, you can always reach us, reach out to us. We are on the Twitter for as long as the Twitter is around. Um, and we like to hear your feedback. Someday we'll be on whatever new platform replaces Twitter, but it hasn't happened yet. I'm We're threading. You're, no one's threading. Who's threading out here? I don't Am know. I-, I got I got the account and then I'm like, I don't even know what this is. So I didn't They're going to sort it. it out. They're going to sort yeah. it out. We'll be able I have to a Mastodon as well. Yeah. And I've gotten about that far with I'm that a, as well. I, I have a Mastodon too. I have no idea what to do with it. I have a blue sky. I've got no idea what to do with it. At least threads feels like somewhat like, uh, you know, the uh, good old days of Twitter. But they got some work to do there too. Social media is a mess, folks. Social media is just like, it's a... You know, if the zombie apocalypse has hit some place in the metaverse, it's the social media landscape. Yes. It's just zombies as far as the eye can see. Zombies and Russian bots. Um, so on that happy note, follow us all on the Twitter and leave us the comments um, at AJ Mass, at Chappelle's underscore show, at Bound Howard, and at Haymaker Hattie, and at Post Show Recaps. We love hearing from you. Please get in touch. Let us know how how Walking Dead Dead City made you feel. Um, hopefully good hopefully we made you feel good too thanks to everyone out there for listening thanks to patrons thanks to everybody behind the scenes we'll be back in september for walking dead daryl dixon until then au revoir